Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's the basement show. Wednesday night, time to hit the reclaim tonight on Street Fight. Uh, it's your Wednesday show. We are here, Brian and myself, Brett, to yell back and forth about politics and things going on in the world. You can watch us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. We live stream this shit every single week, every single time we're live. Uh, you can watch all of that, jump in the chat. We will chat along. I try to pay attention while we're doing the show, but not too much. It's kind of hard to do. And you can also listen to the show, as always, just by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, whatever it may be. Please like, subscribe, review on every single channel possible. If you're bored at work and you want to do some time theft, please consider leaving a review on Street Fight for every single platform that you can. Spotify, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all that stuff. Just put it out there. Spread the mess across the U.S. We want more folks uh, involved. We want to get more people fucking up the system, spreading dissent and disruption to every corner of the flat earth. That starts with you telling people that there's a radio show out there trying to tear down every single fucking hierarchy that there is to create a global workers party of people that are ready to push things in a new direction. And uh, we are your host. I'm Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. And we're here to uh, help everyone get more comfortable thinking about things in a more, in a less uh, authoritarian vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my goal. How's it going, Brett? <clears throat> this week has been great so far. Mm. It's been uh, pretty good for me. I will say pretty good. I'm not m- as miserable this week. Glad to hear. I'm starting to. I'm I'm starting to come out of it. It's uh, we're getting ready to hit the road a bunch. So uh, that's that's I think what what is pulling me back together. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, I mean, you made me. You did make me feel better complaining on the air. It made me feel better, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I said that. <laughs> I don't know if I said that on the show, but you helped me in that. I was like, man, I'm like, I can't complain like that. I can't be that fucking ungrateful about this. That's you know? the only thing I can do. Is I'm a big complainer. I am too. I'm very bad about it. I'm a very negative person, and uh, it's not my best, but uh, I I do want to do better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, you know, we're we're getting there, and I'm trying. I'm I'm trying very hard to be a non-winter bummer guy, but I'm just, I'm waiting until we get on the road. We're gonna leave. We're doing next Friday. We'll be at Ruby Tuesday in yes. Columbus. Uh, one hour of street fight, just me and Brett. I'm I'm looking forward to that. And uh, then on March 18th, we're in Pittsburgh. And then uh, starting on April 1st, we're gonna be in Florida. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And you, know? you forgot. Next Wednesday is the launch of Means TV. We're gonna be there for the premiere in Detroit, Michigan. They're doing launches uh, in, I think, uh, New York City. Uh, Jake Flores is going to host it there. And I don't remember the other places, other important cities, there will be stuff going on. I'm mostly concerned about where I'll be. And that's in Detroit, Michigan, next Wednesday on February 26th for the Means TV launch. That's happening. 
There's lots of street fight content on Means TV, and uh, we're going to be doing a, a TV show on there, like a, a regular show on there as well. Yeah, every week we'll be. Uh, I think it's going to launch like a month after launch, and uh, we're working. I'm working on writing it right now, and uh, we're going to get it all put together, and it's it's going to be good and fun. I think. Yeah, we'll have a new new outlet on Means TV. So yeah, and I'm finally ready for it to be here. I mean. I believe in Nick and Naomi so much, but, you know, I don't like when people talk shit and say when they're going to do stuff. I want them to do the shit. And I've seen the final, uh, I've seen the final mock-up. I've been to the webpage. I've watched the movies and this shit is ready to go. And it's so fucking good. And I can't wait for everybody to get a hold of it. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't even know when this was coming that we were going to have a weekly fucking TV show. And like, this is something we've been talking about doing for years. Like, this is what we wanted. We, we've we been wanting to do this. I want the chance to show people what we can do. And uh, I think we can do. I mean, we, we have, you know, people have not. People haven't even seen any written material from us in years. It's going to be fucking wild. Yeah. It's going to be fucking fun. Yeah. Hopefully this will open the door creatively so that we can do more of the written sketches and uh, high level concepts that we're capable of uh, accomplishing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're on debate night. It is debate. We did. We didn't take debate though. No. Don't take debate. It's all spectacle, dog and pony show. Yeah, we uh, watched wrestling, it, yeah. but it is debate. It is debate night in America, and I'm I'm following it through Twitter. Okay, which is the way to follow it. But the highlights. I'm back. I'm I'm on a new thing now. When it comes to the debates, they don't matter, and here's why. They're like not fair and everybody knows they're not fair and everybody knows they're bullshit. And like, it seems like, it seems like, like, uh, uh, the Bernie Sanders is getting attacked every one of these things, you know, the, the crazy Bernie bro thing is like the craziest thing in the world to me that they're covering it on TV and they're bringing it up during a presidential election seems so fucking weird because here's the fucking thing there ain't that many people on twitter dude i'm i I know we think that it's the the world you know we yeah oh it must be the world guess what you go knock on go knock on your neighbor's door and tell them there's people being mean to journalists on twitter (laughs) and they're like "Um, okay Well, I mean, I'm just going to say for me, I have to say, though, that there is one of us in every friend group and we're fucking negative. Yeah. Right. Like we're negative people. Like they're able to point at us and be like that guy that in gal non-binary pal that always points out the way the, the way that they succinctly point out the way that things are fucked up. Like it makes me feel bad. Right. Like get them to shut up. We don't want to empower this person that is always telling us someone's marginalized or oppressed, right? Yeah, I also That's what they're going at. I mean, they just I mean, okay. I'm going to I'm going to lay out a scenario for you, okay? I'm just going to lay this out right here, okay? So, you're a kid, right? You're 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 15 years old in like 1965. Let's just say that. Okay? Okay? You turn on your TV every night and the newsman comes on TV And he does the news. Maybe after that, you have like a little political chat show where 
guys in suits, mostly guys, might be some women, but mostly guys in suits sit down and they have these conversations that are guided by these certain rules of conversation. Yeah. Right. Uh, you then, you then are like, Oh, I really want to be a journalist. And what you picture the journalist's life as being, or blogger, or whatever this is, what you, whatever you picture this public intellectual this is life. Well, I'm so. saying, so <laughs> you're a kid and you're picturing whatever that life is. Uh huh. You know what I mean? And you're just like, ah, oh, you probably fucking, you know, you go, you read the news, you report the news, and you go home, maybe go to a little party or a dinner with like the smartest guys in the neighborhood. And you fucking chop it up over some steaks about, like, what the fucking idiots in the Midwest are up to and what they might vote for. And that is your life, right? Okay. You're only eating at steakhouses. (laughs) Right. And uh, you smoke these huge fucking cigars that nobody can afford that are, like, imported from some place that has cigars, okay? (laughs) Now, this is... This is fucking old news shit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And uh, you see this and you're like, this is the fucking thing. You know, these cool people sitting on TV, smoking cigarettes and fucking being like, well, I think uh, in the Midwest that won't play very well. You know, even though they, you know, guys never been anywhere outside of like New York City. Uh So you get there, right? You, You go to college, you get out, you become a journalist. And your life's like that for a while, you know? Yeah. 80s, 90s. Smoking gigantic cigars. Yeah. Arm-length cigars. Yeah. 80s, 90s, 2000s. Steaks, just incredibly large steaks. Right. Your life is just great. And then people slip $100 bills underneath the steaks. Yes. Yes. So everything's going great, right? Everything's going fucking magnificent for you. You're living the newsman life, (laughs) you know? I am fucking pie in the sky. I make money. I travel. I'm fucking doing some real shoe leather reporting. And I'm talking about this elections and shit like that. Then, then, 2016, 15, 2015 rolls around. You're like, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go on this website. And I'm just going to type like, uh, I don't think that'll I think that people in the Midwest need to have a soda ban because they're all big fatsos or whatever they would say. You know, they'd probably say it in different words. Sure. And then like fucking a hundred people are like, fuck you. (laughs) You fucking suck. (laughs) Go die or shit like that. And you're like, ah, geez, I don't get that life. I don't get the newsman life. The newsman life is gone. Everybody thinks I'm a dipshit. Everybody thinks I'm a loser and an idiot, and they keep making fun of my fucking uh, uh, goatee, and they keep making fun of my stupid hair and my uh, voice and the way that I talk, and that is why they're so fucking up in arms about this, you know? Yeah, so what I've, what I've, what I'm taking from that, what I, and what I agree with is that, uh, there is a matter of we are kind of the newsman now and we don't get arm length cigars anymore and we don't get any of any of we don't have we can't afford suits or anything like that but we get to do all that kind of stuff and then there are these candidates that have to go and do like the old style political dance like it's kind of doing a, a just a traditional thing where they all get together um but in actuality, the only people that are paying attention 
are the media people. The mm-hmm. like no no regular person has come up to no. me and talked to me about Amy Klobuchar. I did see a Mayor Pete button at the bus stop one time. Also, I saw a Pete sign in my neighborhood. Brand new but one. not the same as people that are fervently obsessed with what's happening. The only people that know what's going on are the folks within like arm's reach of it. The ones that can yes. make their that make their living off of it. They get to ask. They get to ask the guy. They get to be like, "Hey, Bloomberg, what do you think about this?" But now you we've know? we've driven to such a low point in culture <laughs> that these people are going out. These candidates are doing their PR workshopped campaigns. And we are just seeing it as a farce at this point. It's all falling apart. It's silly watching. I mean, Amy Klobuchar trying to to skirt around the fact that she doesn't know the name of the president of Mexico. I mean, was she was so smooth. Like, I know how she got to be president because she was just like, there's like, I know a lot about Mexico. I know there's like economic initiatives. She's like, what's the president's name? Like, the president's name, like, who cares when there's like e- economic initiatives happening? You know, like, <laughs> I love that. Like, who the fuck, hey, I don't need to know. Mexico's doing things. And it's not because of the president. It's because the people of Mexico. Okay. I know. I don't know the president of Mexico. I don't either. I would have said Vicente Fox. And then they would have been like, well, he's not the president anymore. And I'd be like, oh, but he was like the last president, I think. So I know yeah. a little bit about Mexico. That is, that does suck, man, because I'll tell you what. You're running for president. What I you think gotta, you should probably do is sit down with a list of all of the presidents, and you got to fucking know those names. Right. But, I mean, it's, like, it's not fair because it's like I got to this point because I was really good at getting on the phones and convincing people to give me money for campaigns. That's how you become <laughs> a presidential nominee is you get the most money. Right. Like that's yeah. what I've been able to do. I haven't been, I'm not like a detail oriented person. <laughs> like I, I'll make an impact when we meet. That's, that's how I'll learn the presence of Mexico's name when we meet for the first time. You know, I've, we have a great experience, but I don't need to, I don't need any sort of scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt about who they are before I meet them. It kind of reminds me of when you listen to it. Like let's say you're listening to a podcast about a movie or something. And one of the people that's listening didn't rewatch it. They only watched it the first time and they're like, I actually did that. So my opinions would be less fresh. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And I was like, but it's really kind of like <laughs> they were just too lazy to watch the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. I did see that everybody was basically, um, basically everybody agreed to do like a Marvel Avengers thing and just go after Bloomberg, aka Thanos, in this point. He's Thanos, though. He really is Thanos. He's bad. I don't, I mean, Ooh. I have to say, once again, I'm not Mini Mike. I don't know. I, I want to be like, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be the downer of it all but from the numbers point of view i don't think he has any sort of i don't think he has any sort of uh actual way of becoming the the (laughs) nominee unless it's a weird theft thing i think that like the number the numbers are not there for him to actually get it with any sort of credibility it would have to be like an epstein murder out in the public where they're just like Mike Bloomberg's the nominee, and everybody's like, what does this mean? They're like, we don't know, and then it just happens, and then we don't say shit. Like, that's how things get done in America. No one will object to, like, the the, uh, awful shit that's happening. It's very blunt force, though, It is. Like, the thing I've been seeing is just, like, this dude is just fucking pumping money into this. And like, it's enough to get people. It's enough to, I mean, it's enough. When I heard it was like 40 some million dollars into Facebook. 
And yeah. I'll tell you, as somebody that runs Facebook ads for about $25 at a time, that's how much <laughs> usually I go in, about $25, I can get in front of a few people. So at $40 million, it's enough that if we ran $40 million worth of Street Fight ads, we would be on the front of the newspaper tomorrow. <laughs> I, for sure. We could get in front of every fucking yeah. person in this country like right uh, for that much money i mean when i watch stuff on youtube tv which is i don't have cable that's like my cable so i can watch live tv and shit every third ad is a bloomberg ad yeah. he's just flooding it and it makes him look like an inevitability you know what i mean when you go when it's somebody to think about you, when everywhere you look you see him he becomes sort of an inevitability you know where people are like oh well he's obviously very qualified but i'm gonna fucking tell you I'm going to say this now. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I still listen to Howard Stern because it's good to know what's going on when you're going to be covering this stuff over and over again, whatever. So, and he's been like very into Bloomberg, right? Like yeah. he's, I fully Howard Stern? He's Stern? so oh, loved. Like, you know, those Stern. rich guys from New York, they fucking love their mayor. Every time they're just like, oh, mayor. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's the greatest place on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Them. They love the fucking mayor of their city. And um, when he talks about it, I mean, he's like, so I think somebody asked him, like, how do you think like soda bands would play in the Midwest? And he's like, I don't care. You know, people shouldn't be drinking that much. And it's like, no, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if this motherfucker comes out and says you can't have a big Coke. Yeah. No people more, are fucking going to be pissed. No more two liters or yeah. no more big gulps. Yeah. People will be, people don't want that shit. No, I don't, truth, I don't want that. I Not know people. I'm people too. Well, but to tell you the truth, also people know that he did that. That is like yeah, one I, of, they, they I, know that he was nanny state. Guy. That's, that's where I'm at for me personally though, is there everyone seems consumed with him because he spent so money to so much money to try to do this but at the same time the evidence against him is so damning and you know even the top level media that the, what they're cribbing from for for their popular SJW opinions the Ellen DeGeneres show or fucking breakfast club or like any fucking popular media they mike bloomberg is such a fucking third rail that will fuck you up there's just so many stories of uh that of him of his policies that played out in heart-wrenching details over, right. over i've read blogs i've watched well, I have. videos i've read twitters like the guy has so much bad so much bad evidence against him he just it just doesn't seem viable to me i i think you know what i'm going into i'm going to like next level brain thinking in that like he is just a smoke bomb he's just like throwing a stink bomb in the middle of the conversation about bernie being the candidate i it feel takes... like he's just another he's just another tool that fucking gets things away from Bernie's viability as a nominee. And I was on, I was looking at the gambling odds today and I was thinking about putting the money down on Bernie for like, you know, the bet. And, uh, it's not even a worthy bet anymore. It seems like the, the, the gambling, gambling, uh, I'm sorry, the gambling odds seem to suggest that they think Bernie's going to be the nominee. Uh, see, I, he has so much momentum at this point. Yeah, he does. It keeps it, getting higher and higher. Now he's like uh, leading in San, uh, 
South Carolina, which right. was a place where they were like, there's no fucking way right. he wins South Carolina. He's leaning. And I think part of that, when I when I said earlier, debates don't matter, uh, I think that the way they're treating him in these debates is what is boosting his polls every time. When people perceive that somebody's being treated unfairly, he then, they start to look at him. And, and also... If fucking Chuck Todd hates you, I mean, people hate Chuck Todd. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They're so, it's, it we, P, the Democrats are this really weird thing, right? Where, where like, I think like, if you're a Democrat and you're like the, the, in the, you work for the DNC or you work for a campaign or you're one of these fucking consultants, everybody you talk to is a Democrat. So you have this idea that there is some romanticization of the Democrats, where it's like, you know how like uh, conservative people look at Republicans, they really do think that Republicans are the conservatives that are serving their interests. People who vote for Democrats don't like the Democrats. They just see them as their only choice, if that makes sense. And yeah. I think like people underestimate, uh, or the Democrats tend to underestimate how much people hate them, you know? And, I, and that's the kind of thing where it's like, that's another reason that Bernie Sanders is probably surging because people don't see him as a fucking Democrat. No, you the, know? The, the, the worst part about Bernie Sanders is that he's a fucking Democrat. I know. This is why I don't, I'm not going to put, I don't think that he's going to solve all my fucking problems. No, no. I don't think it's going to do anything for like, it's not going to be the, the cure all for everything. Uh, because the Democrats are people that represent a different wing of power in this country. And they're just trying to, wrestle it away from anyone that wants to advocate for something that doesn't make money off of all of our suffering, which is how they get by now is uh, by having redlined areas, by having student loans. people on student loans, by having credit card debt, by having, you know, uh, all of the medical debt that we have all, all of it. Like it's they, also corporate money. They, 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 uh, it's beneficial to them, and they they are in a class of people that you know that uh, operate above all of us by planning what the fuck happens to us, you know. Yeah, and, and I and, think that they also. Off our demise. I think also if I'm a Democrat and like this dude rolls in and he is like, I'm not taking any corporate money. I'm only like I'm only taking donations from like people directly, and uh, they really probably don't like that. Because think about how unpopular a lot of the. <laughs> guy the democrats are like there isn't i don't think there are very many other candidates that are democrats currently that could raise money the same way he's raised money no you know? that's where we're at i mean no no i mean it's like 27 dollars at a time it keeps winning over and over again and that's why the mike bloomberg thing i haven't been too outrageous about it just because everybody else has let me know that I don't think that's going to happen ever at all. This just seems like them buying five to six days of time before they can come back with a narrative that somebody is making a run yeah. at Bernie. Like yeah. they're going to come back and say that somebody did good in Nevada or somebody mm -hmm. is surging on the way to South Carolina and they're going to try to present somebody else. You know? I love, I, I, I mean, that shit is just, it's incredible to watch them keep, saying something it's just else. nasty something it makes else. me you know what it's it's honestly what makes me uh so fucking pessimistic it is as you just see how ugly and and awful it is and easy 
it's not even it's not even artful you know it's not even you know it's not proper propaganda it's just i mean outright ignoring things you know and even when 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 the onion is making fun of you when I the know. mainstream publi- publication like the fucking onion is pointing out how you call every time bernie sanders makes three points in the poll you call it a loss you know when they're when they're spiffing on that man it's it's uh it's just so naked it's i don't know it's, well, what it's about- like how we have just the the amount of control we have when it comes to the online narrative and the the media narrative and the message that kind of stuff is definitely a lost cause. I think that that's just fucking falling through our fingers right now. I think as we see results come in, as we see caucuses happen, as we see people voting and making shit happen, you still see that the narrative is never going to be in the favor of what's actually happening. But you're find, we are finding this time around, compared to 2016, that the effort of people to go out and caucus and canvas and call and do these things, um, that is changing that is having an actual impact on the system. They still have a game set up. They're going to change the rules. They're going to do all of their tricks. Um, But, you know, it's still out in the open right now. And then if it, if we don't get him in DNC, we riot, right? Well, that, I mean, I've been, I, you know, that's obviously something I've thought about a lot. It's like, so he gets the most votes, he gets the most delegates, he gets to the DNC and then they decide to do a brokered convention and fuck him out of it. Uh, I think the party's done. I think it's at yeah. that point. I think that's the end of it. They yeah. have just fucking. And this is something that I saw earlier today, <clears throat> where young people overwhelmingly support him in a way in in numbers that are just like sixty percent yeah shit. Yeah. And and the other people are all in like maybe in the seventeen would be the highest one. It's like are like you're willing to fucking. I mean, it's just kill off a generation of people that would vote for it, you in the future. It, it, here's, I mean, it, it's all managerial class ass people, which make up, you know, a small percentage of us, you know, a quarter of what, whatever of our generation is. There is a few of us that these managerial ass people that are like, I want to help and do some good. I'm willing to designate $100,000 over <laughs> 10 years to invest in the community fund. Like these people that don't have, aren't advocating for like real life situations anymore. They still have all the sway. The media still caters to them. They don't ever show real life finances or people on TV. They haven't no. done that in a very long time. I talked about this earlier today on Twitter. Even YouTube is scrubbed of poor people. I know. No one puts their dirty house on YouTube. Yeah. No one puts the real life stinky carpet life on fucking YouTube. No one is putting the people that are successful on YouTube have millions of dollars, half million dollars. Right. I saw a couple tweets from candidates, both Biden. I actually saw Biden, Bloomberg, and Pete post about how Bernie Sanders Medicare for all plan denigrates Obamacare. And I said, and and all I could think was like, go ask every person that makes $2 over minimum wage and works at a shitty place that doesn't offer healthcare, how Obamacare was for them. Yeah. Cause it fucked every single one of them. And Obamacare was something we all had to live through. Yeah. It was like whether you're going to take the penalty on your taxes, mm-hmm. right, 
versus paying the outrageous uh, premiums per month. Or paying less and getting nothing, you know? Because right. there are so many people or, that paid, like, I, I knew the, the guys, I always bring up the guys I worked with at the camera store, they were paying 110 a month for healthcare. They had no healthcare. Like, they, they couldn't do it. It was, like, for catastrophic I, things. They didn't have, a, like, a primary care physician. They didn't have any of that shit. Honestly, from, like, 25 to 30, I didn't have any health care at all. I paid cash out of the pocket. Like, I would just go and pay $180 for a doctor's visit for all the whole thing out the door and not pay the entire year. So once they started forcing us, and it was like me and Erica had to have fucking health care and I, or otherwise we would get penalized on our taxes and then I got forced onto it. And then all of a sudden I'm paying a hundred dollars a month instead of the, you know, I was probably paying 200 to $500 a year on healthcare just for shit that happened throughout the year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now I have to pay for it all the time. And it's just it ballooned and inflated to the point where now it makes me sick. Like yeah. to think that I'm paying for like a BMW every single month. Yeah. And then I also have to pay $35 every time I want to talk to the doctor. I feel like $35 would sum this whole thing up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if I came in here with $40 and was like, ba ba ba, diagnose me, right? Y'all could get it done for $40, right? Well, it's like when I took Gwen to the dermatologist and they called in. They called the thing into the pharmacy. The pharmacy ran the insurance. The insurance was like, we ain't fucking covering that shit. The the Accutane. Yeah. Like, we're not going to cover that. And uh, the guy called and he was like, "Uh, they're not going to cover it. And my wife was like, how much is it going to cost me to get this medicine every month? And he said like 700 bucks. And it was just like, so 700, so I have to pay like a rent for a studio apartment yeah. to have medicine for right. my kid, you know? Right. And it's like, uh, these people that, uh, I mean, and you know, I'll bet you a lot of the fucking moderate Democrats consider themselves socialists too. They would tell you they're a fucking socialist in a second, it, but they don't believe in helping anybody unless it's like really on their term. It's, this is on my fucking terms. I, if, makes- if the if the government wants to fucking give everybody a tax cut on certain amount of money over what they spend on healthcare every month. I'm okay with that, but I do not want to actually pay for the healthcare. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's it's like um when when it, it it's really just uh, um, alarming to me when you're like when you were talking about how you knock on somebody's door to canvas and they're an undecided voter. That just makes me want to crumple to the ground. Like, how do you not have any idea or care at all or or any ideology or whatever it may be what could nothing is driving your decisions or there you don't have a pie in the sky kind of idea no, understanding weird, of what you don't have you don't you just are along for the ride i guess i mean you're just happy if, you got a mcmansion and a like a fucking uh, uh import car well that's one of the things i find weird too because it's like undecided seems so strange to me if you voted in a primary before number one and number two, like, I'm not saying you have to be decided for who I want to win, but like not even being just being like, you know, 
I, I don't know which one of these is going to be good for me. Seems odd because it yeah, really though. I mean, who wants to be involved with this? Like, I'm not involved with. I I honestly am. It's I am paying attention, but I don't give a fuck about any of this stuff. And like, I think that people would say would critique could critique could critique me in a way and say that I should have like a, a better handle on the pulse of this stuff. But I think it's all riffraff that is like out of my control. Absolutely. But it DNC is. does their whole narrative and the people that are following along is such as just a small, small crew of people. It's, it is people that are activated politically and that listen to my show and stuff, but you are insignificant compared to the folks I deal with in my day to day life, you know? Well, you're nobody when it goes. When I go to the fucking elementary school, there's like none of you there. There's no, like that one is, or two. That is the thing. Like when I'm out, it's just like it seems like such a huge thing. But like that's something. That's something I kept saying about like the, the when when people kind of flip out about the Bernie Bro articles. I'm like, you should just like not worry about that because yeah. nobody gives a fuck about journalists mentions or bloggers mentions. every people i've the people i meet in real life are way dirtier than any bernie bro thing i've ever mm -hmm. seen i've heard way more c words from regular people than bernie <laughs> we've bros. heard worse like, i've heard yeah. the words you're not so, ever supposed <laughs> yeah. to say yeah well i mean and like people are generally crude i was like thinking about this the other day i was like these people are mad because people are telling them to get fucked yeah. have they ever looked at the uh, uh comments on a local news story <laughs> on facebook you know what i mean well, they're, they're just confusing it uh, in a way in that um you know, we don't get a lot of criticism and I do a lot of self-criticism. I do way more than is deserved of me because there aren't a lot of people screaming at me and telling me to stop this. There's more people that are saying we love Street Fight and we want you to keep doing this. So if I had hundreds and if I had hundreds of people saying, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about. You fucked this all up. You like you're a stupid thinker and all that. I would actually I would take that in as like criticism. I would, yeah, I, I think I would rethink where I'm at. Peter Dow made the right decision. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peter Dow got Bernie bro to the point where he was like, "All right, I see what y'all are about. He this knows, makes sense." It's a passion. He's like me, I think. In that I mean, way, I mean, is that he saw passion and he was like, "You know what, man? Last time, it." It, there wasn't any passion at all. I, right. I know it was all workshopped. Yeah, I know that a lot of uh, uh, you know Democrats or whatever were passionate about Hillary Clinton, but there wasn't any real groundswell of passion about her anywhere else. You know, in no. the public or anything like that. Like people weren't like excited about her, and and that is why she lost. You know, like I've been thinking a lot about the conventions from the last election and the people that spoke at each one and just like it just seems like the democrats had no connection to any normal people you know like having lena dunham come out and give a speech is like i mean i don't think that like most people know who she is but the ones that do i would guess they don't like her and i'm not <laughs> saying that because i think she's a horrible person well i'm saying that because she's like a new york hipster type and people see new york hipster type and they're like fuck you you yeah. know <laughs> yeah that makes sense people don't they just don't get it like i i just i i can't figure out 
I cannot. Uh, the reason I brought up that like sort of scenario at the beginning is because that's the way I see it. I once heard Patrice O'Neill talk about social media before he died. And he said like, you know, in the fucking eighties, Richard Pryor just went out and did his comedy. He didn't have to fucking talk to the fans. He didn't have to explain himself. He didn't have to explain his jokes or anything like that. And he can't fucking do that anymore. And you got to explain everything to everybody. They all have access to you. And it, it, and uh, he was like, that's why he didn't have like social media. He was like, they all have access to you. I don't want them to have access to me. I want to fucking tell my jokes and that's it. And uh, I think that's how journalists feel. I think they feel like... They should they, they should, should get, get the, the life, life that, that the people, people before them had. And, and that, that life doesn't, doesn't exist anymore. Because, because people can fucking plug a microphone into an iPhone and just ask somebody on the street what they think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's the thing. I think it makes them nuts. It's the same thing about like radio guys when they complain about podcasts. They're like, well, fucking, you know, uh, 10 years ago, my radio show would have been fucking huge. And, and like, there, there would be nothing else to listen to. And we wouldn't have this stuff. And these people are unprofessional and they don't know how to do what they're doing. They don't know how to do radio and shit like that. It's like, uh, it's not that hard, buddy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, it, 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 we are uncensored. We are, uh, crude and, uh, we say, mean stuff because this stuff is life and death it's not it isn't like it's, universal healthcare, college debt forgiveness and stuff like that that's like that's like real fucking shit and, and like even some of the criminal justice stuff uh, legalizing weed on day one shit yeah. like that that's real fucking shit and like i don't want to have your kind of debate i want to take back as much as we can from the fucking people who stole it from us. And that's what I want. You know what? I, that's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm crude. I'll tell you to get fucked or something like that because you are trying to take away and, and you're trying to let Jeff Bezos keep fucking more money than 150 million other people have all put together. You're trying to let him keep that. So that we fucking have to scratch and claw for what little piece of the pie is left for us after yeah. these people collect their fucking shit. And that's why I'm crude. And that's why you're mean. And that's why you say get fucked and you yell at them because they're trying to defend this this world that they fucking are running around saying is so great oh the fuck like the republicans oh the fucking stock market is up and it's like yeah. who gives a fuck it still sucks how come everybody's so fucking miserable if the economy's so great but they used to be able to just say that you know they used to just be able to go on the news and be like the fucking economy's going great man everybody's got a fucking job and then the guy that's driving for the guy that would be like working at mcdonald's and then getting off and going to fucking target uh was like well that must mean that it's a personal failing on my part this thing isn't rigged i should be rich you know and that's 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 what pisses them off like none of their stuff works and they don't adjust at all they they haven't adjusted to like listening to people now they're just trying to shut people up you know yeah yeah that's um so Gun Girl came to Ohio this week. Do you see this? Yeah, that was that was neat. Ohio University. Yeah. Go oh, Bobcats. Yeah. Big time party school. Yeah, I love that place. 
Yeah, Actually, I never partied there. Not once. Ooh, I, did, I spent a Halloween there one time. Yeah. We did uh, mushrooms. And uh, we hung out in this cemetery all night just making fun of people for having gravestones and burying themselves and thinking they were, <laughs> thinking they were important enough to, like, to warrant a fucking headstone. Yeah. Just, yeah. like, dancing on graves basically all night long. I did, and then I ended up, so I was dressed up as a Teen Wolf, and I had, like, this prosthetic mask on my face, and uh, we drank so much, like, tequila rose that I fucking just started vomiting inside of this plastic nose that was like glued to my face. <laughs> and it was just like filling up with fucking puke. I never went there. Uh, wasn't ever a big drinker anyway. I probably wouldn't have had any fun. Smiling Skull in OU. No, I've only One been of the to legendary Athens. joints. I've only been to Athens twice. Yeah. But what they did this week. Made me respect the shit. I want to do a show in Athens sometimes. We should. Just it's, sort it's, of afraid they of get lit down out. there. But uh, it's country too. Let's. Uh, I got the story from Fox News because you always want to read about a conservative thing from the conservative point of view. You don't want to read it from the liberal. Point no, of view. I hate their interpretation. Yeah, their interpretation stinks. Uh, conservative gun rights activist Caitlin Bennett, who went viral in 2018 as the Kent State Gun Girl, mm-hmm. was confronted by protesters during her visit to Ohio University. Let's put she, our headphones in. She graduated, right? Oh uh, yeah, that, like from, that. She became the gun girl because she graduated. Yeah, she graduated from Kent State, and she walked with a gun, with an AR, and then said like, "Come take it" or something on the fucking top of her hat. She looked like a huge dingus. So here, this is what happens. She t- she posted this, which is funny. <laughs> this is what happens when a Trump supporter goes to a college campus. Leftists at Ohio U started a riot when Joel Patrick seventeen seventy. Oh, and I showed up, and the Who? OU police Who? let it. Wait, happen. wait, wait! Why did you laugh? Joel Patrick seventeen seventy six. Woo, baby! Re- yeah, the revolution. I don't think he was born in the real revolutionary though. war. I don't think he was born that year. This is just my guess. Um, so uh, here, here, let's hear this. You don't understand it. They're throwing water at them. They're all throwing water at them and shit. They're driving around in a vehicle, and that's being just coated in their fucking liquid. Just booing them and flipping them off. Someone's holding their crotch and flipping them They're off. They're still throwing stuff. Oh my god! You need to back up! This is just Joel, like, shut your window, Joel! Time to go. Joel, shut the window! Time to change your life, right? Yeah. Maybe take in a little bit I of fuck constructive with criticism. I've never been received like this. For all the inflammatory stuff that I do on the internet, never been received like this in my life. Yeah. And, and, uh, so, uh, uh, let's try to get. I'm gonna so try to get. So she went to OU, and there was an impromptu protest. Yeah, I saw her walking. She was walking down the square, and people were screaming at her. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna get that right now. Uh, which is, I mean, I mean, she deserves it a little bit. I mean, she is a gun girl, and uh, <laughs> so causes... what is that? No, you're allowed to be a gun girl. I, I welcome gun girls that listen to Street Fighter Radio. You're allowed to be a gun girl. Yeah, you're. I like girls that like guns. I guess sure. what I'm saying is, uh, she says a lot of stuff that is intentionally. Yeah, she's a piece of shit person. 
Uh, but yeah. the gun girl, being a gun and being having being a girl and having a gun is not her problem. Yeah, but I'm saying she intentionally starts shit. Yeah, she's an inflammatory asshole. You know what which, I mean? I mean, I've always believed, and I think this is the Street Fight rating system, is that if uh, people show up and throw fucking pop all over your vehicle, you should listen to them. Yeah. Like, I would listen to them. I would I would stop. I would I would seriously think about my life if folks publicly booed me. If if hundreds of students got together to scream and yell at me, if I was Milo and a bunch of people shot fireworks at a building building to catch it on fire, I would rethink what I was doing. I feel like that is some sort of biological response as like the part of human <laughs> consciousness as far as uh, like connection of systems of thinking, we have all come together to purge the cancerous cell. To tell it to get the fuck out of here. They, we're white blood cells. Like, we're getting rid of the fucking infection. So this is a TikTok of her walking through the uh, the quad or whatever. No one fucking likes you! <laughs> Where's your diaper? Where's your diaper? Completely embarrassed out of I know, place. humiliating. And you know what, man? Uh, she's, she was there to start shit. That's what she wanted to do. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, you know, if, if I don't think this works, it doesn't work. And I, this is also in relation to what we've been talking about in the beginning of the show. The, the right wing grift does not pay on, out over time. You, you have no credibility once you get several years into this. We've seen the flame out of every single popular fucking right-wing media person at this point. And where's Milo? Where's Milo? Been? Where's Jordan Peterson? Where is fucking... Well, he's in a coma in Russia exactly. right now trying to come off Benzo. Where's Steve Bannon? Where is any of these people that were huge for you? Where's Richard Spencer? Where's Gorka? Where is... And Candace Owens, all of these folks. Do, Candace Owens still doing it big. Though. She, I think she is riding the line. <laughs> yeah, she's, probably, she's still doing it big. She's, <laughs> but there is, I mean, there is. It, it's it's catastrophic failure. I think that if we stay the course and continue along these lines, um, there may be a backlash that comes. Um, but there's no, there's no history. There's no roots. There's nothing, you know that. The waves are just going to keep getting like less and less and less. There's no way that they can fight back against us because anybody that takes up these causes, you implode on yourself. You can't advocate for bigotry, for exclusion, for oppression. You can't like look at how aged I I do not want to I am I do not want to bring a, a woman's looks into this, but Caitlin Bennett looks like she's used dark magic. She's looks twice her age. Well, I, like this kind of stuff drains you and draws all of the collagen from your skin. I, I also like just like part of me. I don't feel bad for her because I think she's horrible. She deserves hell and and worse. Yeah, I I think she's horrible. But part of me like tries to get into the mind of the grifter uh, of of like the grift, right? I, so I mean, I, yeah. when I was when 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 Street Fight started, uh, I was very conscious of who the audience would be. You know, like I want to, I want to attract the right people. I don't want like 
knuckle dragging idiots in 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 my uh, audience. I just that yeah, would stink. I don't, I don't you know? want I don't want folks that are like embarrassing. I don't want to be embarrassed yes. by the people that listen to my show. Exactly. I don't want someone that would be like I listen to Street Fight and I also scream at people for parking for the way they parked in a parking space. Yeah, I or, or yell at a fucking person at KFC. Street Fight. I uh, I listen to Street Fight, and I also make videos in my car in the front seat where I uh, put my hand over my heart at the beginning and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. <laughs> I, I call. I, I um. I leave bad Yelp reviews, and I put the name of every of every person that helped me. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, why? If I guess she could maybe believe in. The stuff. How much do you? Yeah, think I mean, she a lot of them the do. I mean, they value? they just are all about it. Absolutely. I I don't. I I mean, the problem that we have is that we always don't realize the overwhelming amount of people that believe in the horse shit that she does. Right. Like we have to to figure out how to relate with them and kind of pivot around them or maybe <laughs> throw them in a ditch somewhere. Like how can we sidestep? But there's a lot of them and and. I don't know. They just want to be traditional out loud. They just want to do like what heterosexual kissing in front of people. I didn't like be applauded for it or something. Yeah. They want to, um, I don't know. They want like a woman to make dinner. That's what they well, want. I mean, I guess my thing is like, where does, where do you see this taking you, you know? And one, one theory. Now, lots of money. I mean, it is, there are so many I people that are rooting money. for this. I the know. Status quo. I know there's money. Traditional lifestyle. And it's, but it's not, it's not it's, real it's money. It's up. It's yeah. coke money. It's dark money. Yeah. It's not, people aren't like funding her shit. They're like paying real for her motherfuckers to, aren't. They're paying for her to travel there and go start a riot, but they're not paying enough money to put up the humiliation that she just put up with. I know. You, that's I mean, what I'm I, you'd have to give me a serious amount of money to, to like have a bunch of people boo at me and throw. They were throwing shit all over I the know. vehicle. I know. I mean, and that kind of response. I mean, chanting, where's your diaper? And fact is, most people think she shit her pants. You know what I mean? Like, that's the other thing. It's like, that's not just like an internet left meme. A whole college was yelling, where's your diaper? Yeah. And every time she posts, people are like, what about the doo-doo in your pants? Like, it just, you're like the girl that shit her pants more than you are the gun girl yeah, even anymore. It's, yeah, it's too... But I would to, hate to But to her. the true believers, though, I mean, you have to understand, I think that we all have to come to understand that there are people just like us that are just as incredulous about the things that we think. I understand like that. they Like, they're able... They're able to look at like a critique of Caitlyn Bennett as someone being unfair to her. They don't think that any that we have anything of any merit to say. They just think we're trying to be intentionally unfair every single time we interact with her. Well, I am. But here's the thing. Uh, I am proud of the people that have gravitated to my thing. Sure. And I can't imagine that she... Right. looks out at the people that would come and see her and she's like really excited to like like i fucking me i can go to a show where we've sold 250 fucking tickets and i'll stand outside and talk to the listeners because they're all very interesting people and they're kind and and they're all different and cool and it's like a diverse crowd yeah. and it's a bunch of different types of people she on the other hand 
probably doesn't even want to go out and talk to the people who would maybe come and see her, which I don't even think it's, people it's, come and see her, dude. It is. How many I people mean, you think? What kind of venue is I don't she know. doing? I, you I know, no, I, no, no merit. I I'll bet no twenty-five idea. people show up, and then the other five hundred people are booing. <laughs> I have no bearing like on what she's doing. I, I, I mean, I it's a parlor trick. I mean, to be contrarian, to take up those views, there is a large percentage of the population that want that, and uh, I mean, we have to bulldoze through them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are also, like we said, undecided voters. A lot of them are people that just kind of want to have fun, you know, or be mean. Well, I think we could. I, I mean, I don't. I think that, like, when when it comes to like an undecided voter who might find her interesting and also think like I might vote for a Democrat. I don't. I don't like like Trump or anything like that. I think we win them with proof of concept. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. W- Unfortunately, it's going to take like this groundswell of true believers to then get the thing done. Yeah. And then show them proof of concept and we will turn a whole bunch of other people. But like telling them that, you know, free healthcare and and college and all that, telling them that that stuff is great is one thing. And uh, I'm sure, I mean, I have rarely spoken to a single person that didn't say, like, universal health care sounds fucking great. Yeah. You know? And, and, like, single payer. I've rarely talked to anybody that you can't convince that that sounds good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got to say, also, uh, Bernie won me over this week. I said I told you he won me over on thinking birthdays are bullshit. He also won me over on shopping at Kohl's. Uh, but this week, when he just said that middle class people got to pay more money for taxes, that's how we're going to do mental care for all. I thought that was like the best shit ever. Yeah, he also because did. like I'm into numbers and math and all that, and uh, it does make sense to me that if I paid one and a half percent more on my taxes, that would be way less than what I'm paying per month right now. Yeah, I like know. immediately, I would sign up for that deal right now. Yeah, I, Bernie like, Sanders take it straight out. I found out what kind of music he likes this week, which oh, is no. always like a thing for me. It's like you wonder what people listen to. I call I Beto think, tried to win on this. I know. Beto only had that his musical work. taste. Yeah, that didn't work. He at was all, a playlist running guy. as a president. He didn't even fucking make it to. He didn't even make it to a debate, dude. He's. I hope his life is miserable. I mean, I yeah. hope he. I hope he regrets that forever. He deserves to be punished forever. I think. <laughs> For even trying that, I mean, it's a piece of sh- a piece of shit like that, right? <laughs> I did to have the hubris know. to like to to dare to think that you would be the president. Shut the fuck up! You never won Texas, and you're not even that cool. He's a loser. Like yeah. he should be a loser. I hope. Totally that, I hope cool. that he just lives in ruins for the rest. Trying of his to life. run as the hip president was just disgusting. get off that chair, motherfucker. Sick Sit shit. down. Shut yeah. the fuck up. I I agree with that. You're a president dude. of nobody. Yeah, you're fucking sit at home. You get to hang out with the at the drive-in guys and Willie Nelson and I'm, look. You know that's a life. He should be you running know? a fucking minor league baseball team's marketing team. <laughs> Tour manager for somebody would be a fucking great yeah, job. Exactly, Beto. tour manager. And there you, you go. know what's funny is he's like a dude, right? That I think if he never ran for president, I'd probably be fine. Like, hey, buddy, what's going on? Yeah, Beto? I no. wouldn't hate his guts if he never thought he could run for president. He crossed the you know? line to me, he man. Did. He's that's a hex on him forever. <laughs> on site, fuck that dude. Man. Bernie Sanders' music, I think, will uh, sort of nerve. not it, hurt. It's going to be doo wop shit. 
Well, he likes Motown, like the Supremes and stuff. Okay. Okay. Little Anthony and the Imperials are... No, I did, he didn't say any <laughs> okay. of the doo-wop, but those are funny ones. That would be funny. He probably does like it. I mean, who doesn't he like that He grew stuff? up then. Like, that's yeah. what he heard. Yeah, he was fucking standing on the corner when that stuff was happening, snapping his fingers. Yeah. Like, yeah, doo-wop, doo-wop. <laughs> uh, but uh, disco. Okay. He's like a disco maniac. He likes ABBA and the Bee Gees. And, he uh, parties. Yeah, it's interesting to me. <laughs> Which Bee Gees, though? Uh, he just said he likes ABBA and All the Bee Gees. Bee Gees. I mean, the Bee Gees kick ass, right? Like, they're, the uh, Saturday Night Fever era Bee Gees were fucking great. And he said disco specifically. He's like, he was at being interviewed by Rolling Stone, and he was like, I know the Rolling Stone listeners aren't going to like this, which is another good fucking move. And he was like, uh, I know the Rolling Stones people aren't going to like this, but I like disco. I like ABBA. And then he also said he likes a little bit of country music, a little bit of Celine Dion. Wow. So, uh, I mean, varied. But uh, at first, I really pegged him as jazz and instrumental music because I just think that anybody that runs for president can't have good taste in music. I yeah, just think I mean, it's he impossible. seems like he sits in a library and reads and just plays like instrumental stuff. Exactly. I mean, I would Be- think uh, I would have liked to hear ACDC or something like that. <laughs> so the Bee Gees had, did have, their first album was pretty psychedelic. I haven't I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I used to do like a bunch of. Uh, illicit drugs i would listen to that first bg's album a lot there was this guy i hung out with that had it on re- on a vinyl so uh bg's is a legit choice abba's not a bad choice i mean they made mama mia what it is today, well, i don't right? like mama mia at all get that yeah, out of my life i mean i'm done with i've it, never Brad. had a thing for abba um they're good but though disco in general i would say not the hits i like the deep dives Whenever I hear stuff like whatever the da- whatever Daft Punk stole to make their songs, yeah. that's the kind of disco shit I like. I like all the borrowed like hip hop disco shit. Do you think like that a he's- fucking Babe Ruth the Mexican or whatever? Do you think he goes off to Adeshani Bar? He I, he might probably don't know about that. Let's, let's I think get him hip to Odd Shawnee Bar. Release. Let's try to get him on the show and get him hip to Odd Shawnee Bar and Metallica. I want yeah, I want uh <laughs> I, I would like for uh Bernie Sanders to hear Odd Shawnee Bar. <laughs> he plays Odd Shawnee Bar. He was around for Metallica though. He was first wave Metallica. He had the chance to be there from the beginning. So if he missed He the probably bug, hasn't heard the load stuff though. He doesn't he know. He probably hasn't heard Unforgiven too. The house of Jack built. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't my bitch or fuel. Yeah, he probably hadn't heard none of that stuff. Yeah, bleeding you know, me. He's probably yeah. Ble- he's probably never turned on the hard rock radio station in his life. We're we have the hard rock president. We're never getting. This is the most hard rock guy we're ever gonna have. You so, know. Well, so what was it? It was ABBA. ABBA, disco, the Bee Gees, country, disco, just country, country. general country. country. That's a weird thing. To what does say. general country mean? You mean like Florida Georgia Line? Yeah, we gotta know if it's fucking Florida Georgia Line or Waylon Jennings. That's yeah. or or Buck Owens. Yeah, is this, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different sounds out there. Is it you talking about Bakersfield shit? I think you know a guy from Vermont though. He's a guy from Vermont. Like this is all country to him. Everything you know what I mean? Like, like those people up there, they don't. They're just yeah. they're just like they say country music and they like mean the whole thing. Yeah, like yeah. they 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 think of it as like uh, it's all country music. All of it. I also found out today that when Howard Stern was at war with the FCC, 
Bernie Sanders is one of the only people that stuck up for him. Okay. So that was another thing he did. That's a strike against Bernie Sanders. It's not cool because, you know, Howard ended up being a shithead. But at the time, Why that would have been huge for, for me. He just didn't think he should be getting fined for by the FCC. Yeah, I agree with that then yeah, too. too. I would always be on. I would never. I don't think anybody should get fined for doing a stupid fucking radio. Show. I know for farts. They was fine. They was finding this dude like tens of thousands of dollars for playing fart noises. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, got this article uh, early last week, and uh, it's from Vice and uh, Motherboard. It's written by Lauren Kaori Gurley, and I want to cover this. In late October, Ashley Johnson, a single mom and seasoned gig worker in a quiet Seattle suburb, tweeted about the decline of lucrative work on Shipt, the Target-owned grocery delivery app. I did not know. I don't know about Shipt. S-H-I-P-T. Yes. Yes, I did not know about this. Shipt has taken the model of hiring so many shoppers per area that those of us who have given our blood, sweat, and tears can no longer even get orders unless we we pre-schedule shifts. I haven't had an order in weeks. Weeks. I'm hungry, Shipt, Johnson wrote. I went from making $200 a week with Shipt to making 0 to $25 a week. These, uh, Last- it, uh, I've been taking... So... For some reason, my school, my daughter's school still hasn't set up a fucking bus stop. And on some days, I have to take a lift to school. Ew. And some of the vehicles that show up, man, I feel yeah. like it's just going down the tubes. Like, the, like this is not a, my, this is not, this is not me saying anything about the people that pick me up. It's just saying that, like, the level that they're at is just getting lesser and lesser and lesser. Where they're, they're paying the amount of money that they're getting out of these apps. They could buy these people cars. Yeah, well, I mean, or they're no. It's not that they could. They couldn't buy these people cars. They're paying people, you know, six dollars an hour now. So those these are people that have like more slapped together cars. Yeah, it's not people that are leasing BMWs and are out driving in the middle of the night. They to can't make, make any money. Six seventy five an hour. You know? Yeah, they can't make any fucking money. You know, because there's a million of them now everywhere. I, I most and I, I think there's roughly, just tons of mediums I've read about them. Just of the struggle of making ends meet on these things, and it's just getting more. Precarious. Precarious. I, I was getting, I was getting some money, you know, a couple years back from things like TaskRabbit and shit. But even then, it was like embarrassing to like leave the house to go make six dollars. It you is, know? it is. That's how I felt too about the when I was doing Lyft. It's like I'm fucking spending sixteen hours away from my family for forty dollars, <laughs> right? You know. Uh, last year, Shipt flooded its markets with new workers and began rolling out an al- al- algorithmic pay model in certain cities like Seattle that many workers say has left them scrambling to piece together gigs and took a chunk out of their paycheck- paychecks. An hour after tweeting, Johnson received an email from Shipt telling her that she had been deactivated and was not eligible to reapply for her job, according to an email reviewed by Motherboard. The letter provided no explanation for her removal from the app. On gig economy apps like Uber and the like, deactivation is the same thing as getting fired. We don't know why Ship deactivated Johnson's account, but the company has a track record of censoring and retaliating against workers for asking basic questions about their working conditions or expressing dissent. In particular, on its official national Facebook group known as the Shipped Shopper Lounge, 
which has more than 100,000 members, shipped moderators selected by the company frequently censor and remove posts, turn off comment sections, and ban workers who speak out about their working conditions. According to screenshots, interviews, and other documentation provided to Motherboard. The same is true on local Facebook groups, which shipped also monitors closely according to the workers. So they're... They can't even talk yeah. to each other. This is, and this is the same. I mean, this is happening. Like Instacart is on is a huge one. DoorDash, Grubhub, all of these are lowering and lowering the the uh, rewards for to for doing the job. They're they're lowering the pay, the amount of reward that it takes. They're cutting people out of things, and because basically your job came out of the App Store on iTunes. You don't have any sort of legal protections. You know, you simply signed up for an app that said that they would give you give you money for shit. And then they decided they don't want you anymore because you are going to be a disruption. Yeah. One of the workers, it, listen to this, one of the workers who lives in a Midwestern city and asked to remain anonymous due to fear that they would be retaliated against, said that they were deactivated in early February after writing a comment on a post announcing the new corporate logo, a green shopping bag. No one actually knows what gets you de deactivated. They never tell you. It's like you're always walking on eggshells. Yeah. They had criticized the new design and later, later that day received two emails within 15 minutes of each other. One was from a shipped social media specialists informing them they had been suspended from the Facebook group. Another also from shipped saying that they had been deactivated. They just making fun of the goddamn logo. Yeah. You know, if you can't do that anymore, what the fuck? I do wonder how this plays out in the next three to five years though. Like what apps survive and if it, is there going to be a replacement? Is there going to be another industry that people can rush into to get, you know, that initial $12 an hour, $15 an hour from an app. Like like the Lyft and Uber at this point I feel like are at the breaking point. I've only heard stories of uh I've only heard stories of drivers being, you know, tested economically, right? Like be, being having less results for the money for the effort they put into the job, you know. Yeah, yeah. Less benefits. Sorry, yeah, I'm rambling. I mean, they do it does feel like like I mean, this is the beginning. I, I think this sort of thing is the beginning of them trying to make sure that they can nip unions in the bud. Like sure. if, if people can't talk to each other, then they can't fucking, they can't organize. You know what I mean? And I think that the goal is to keep them from being able to talk about the conditions. So, Cause if they talked about the conditions, yeah. maybe they would lose people from doing it. But the fucking other thing is, is like so many people are tied into this thing. You know, I, I talked to so many Lyft drivers and I even had this thing where it's like, you get it and you, you, you feel like you get to work your own hours and, and, you're just like, this is my job. You just make it your job. And yeah. then it becomes your job to an extent that you can't do anything else. And then you can't go apply for an actual real job because you're always driving. Because if you don't drive, you can't pay your fucking bills and eat. It's basically, it's, it's, it's like a weed dealer job. Yeah. Yeah. And that like you have to always be on. Like if you're, you're, it's a great job for people that hang out in their car in fast food parking lots. And are always available to to take a fucking ride to make a little bit of money. Because otherwise, like, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're trying to make your own hours, you're fucked up. 
Workers say shipped customers often live in gated and upscale communities and that the app encourages workers to tack on gifts like thank you cards, hot cocoa, flowers, and balloons onto orders paid for out of their own pocket and to offer to walk customers' dogs and take out their trash as a courtesy. Ship calls this kind of service bringing the magic, which what? can improve workers' ratings from customers that factor into the algorithm that determines who gets offered the most lucrative orders. A Walking your damn dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is your groceries. You ordered these. <laughs> I brought these. Here, here's this is the fucking ma shipped magic that I bring right to your door. It's everything that you saw on the internet in front of you right now. <laughs> I'm, I don't give a fuck about your dog. It's you have to buy. You have to hire another app. You have to to download another app to get somebody to take care of your fucking dog. Here is their uh, group rules from the admins for their Facebook groups. These are official. These are not like fan paid. Uh, uh, fan paid. You know what I mean? Like people could start a group where they talk that isn't within the watchful eye of shipped. You know what I mean? But here's the group rules for their Facebook groups. No immediate, need immediate assistance. Our support team is available 24 seven via chat and phone for you. Unfortunately, the lounge is not the place for immediate support, but no worries. Our support team rocks. Tax questions. Everyone's situation is different. With that being said, we can't give you advice on your taxes. We're not professional tax consultants and don't want to steer you the wrong way. Please ask a tax professional if you have tax questions. Venting. Everyone needs to vent every now and then, but let's keep that between you and your friends. While we definitely appreciate feedback and have a whole forum dedicated to sharing feedback, we are successful because we maximize and focus on the positive. Shipped is all about solutions and problem solving. Uh, that, I mean, this is, this thing sucks, dude. And you know what? It's good that we're reading this in one way, uh, that Target flies under the radar because the stores look nice in a way, you know, I know that Target's shitty, you know, but they don't look like Walmart, so they don't get tarred with the same brush yeah. as Walmart. No, yes. Target is like the, it's the step up. Yeah, it's but it's not. It's the exact same business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it is. It is. It just they they figured out that they could hire some design people to make it look like a store in Sweden or some shit, which is exactly where I thought it was from when it first came here. Yeah, they just they get they partner with you know popular brands. Yeah, to make and, a cheap version of what they do. In February, other workers also posted complaints about ship's new logo. They hate this logo. They fucking hate it. And uh, one worker commented, I don't think no one cares about the new logo. No offense. <laughs> What's going on with the pay system and tips? Shortly thereafter, a shift moderator shut down the comment section, according to a screenshot provided to Motherboard. So they were basically like, we got this new logo. Fucking check out this logo. This is pretty exciting. And people were like, What's going on with the fucking pay system and yeah. the tips? And they were like, Whoa. We was talking about the logo. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, talking we about to, the logo over here. We were and, so excited about this. And you brought up money. Yeah. Is <laughs> that, that is such a work thing, right? It's like they hate it when you bring up money. Anytime you're talking about something and then you're like, well, it doesn't mean we're going to get paid more. And they're like, rude. Like, I can't believe yeah, you would what? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, we're talking about making money, but you're not going to make money. <laughs> no, we're, we're all about accentuating the positive. I, it would be very positive for me if you gave me more money. Huh. Well, that's negative. The way you said yeah, that was negative. That. You're, it's a negative because you said we don't pay you enough money and we don't 
We don't need that stuff. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. We need that fucking talk in this room. This is sucks, man. Yeah, the, I mean, those apps get away with murder. Like, I don't, I don't know how long we're going to be stuck in them. Seems like there's always a whirlwind of new ones or ways for people to get involved with them. But it's going to peter out at some point. Right. One of the biggest causes for concern among workers as of late has been the switch from a clear commission-based pay model, $5 plus a 7.5% commission on all orders, to a new model that take estimated shop time, substitutions, street oh, traffic, gosh. and estimated oh, travel no. time into nope. consideration. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Just do the, the other Shit thing. Shit happens. <laughs> yeah. This is why you don't want to do this is that because there are variables that happen. There are street lights. There are all of these fucking things. So you pay this amount every single time and we will deal with the fucking horse shit when it shows up. Well, the, the apps love to have like a, a fucking opaque pay model like i never fucking knew what i was getting paid for lyft until the ride was done and then the dollar amount would come up and i'd be like oh i made that much on that one that's why that's why i hate dealing with that's why i hate doing fucking live events because you when you're when they take over the pay mm -hmm. and they sell the tickets like i just am so scared because i just show up and they hand me a piece of paper and they're like this is how much you get and i'm like ugh. I could have I could have made the money better, I guess, you know? Yeah, I would have done this they better. They put all these deductions or whatever. Like, you're at the mercy of these people until you, you know, there's no guarantee. Yeah, according to Ugh. emails provided by Motherboard. Sorry. But similar to other gig economy apps like Instacart, Shipt does not tell workers how each of these factors is weighted, causing concern that Shipt could tinker with pay whenever it wants, resulting in significantly lower earnings over time. Workers in some markets say their pay has already dropped by 40 to 50%, according it's to Gizmodo. Every time. Every time they're like, we're going to start tracking your downtime. We're going to pay attention to the traffic stops when you it takes you to get, to, to get there to better track your time and deliver better service. And that just means that you're getting paid less money now because you got it stuck does. in traffic. It does. In <laughs> Kalamazoo, Michigan, one of the markets where the new pay model rolled out in January, shoppers say that their pay has dropped significantly. Our best estimate is that the payouts are now 30% less and up to 50% on orders one shipped worker in Kalamazoo with two years under her belt who wished to remain anonymous for fear of retaliation. I fluctuate between extreme anger and despair. It's been three weeks since this has been implemented and one of my good friends told me that she's down the equivalent of a car payment. Uh, oh, my God. It's so harrowing because the thing about it is, dude, There's a, this is like the only possibility for people no, for a lot of people me. no this this is for people that go to work this is a great this is people are using this after they go to work all day yeah or they're doing it because like they in in past times they would be maybe a stay-at-home parent yeah but now they send this kid to school and they run and fuck around and do shit do now because yeah. they need a little bit of extra money yeah because nobody's making any money and this is what they also mean when like they say like people are loving all these jobs it's like the jobs suck like yeah. all the fucking jobs suck. 1099s go fuck off yeah 
Another shift worker in Palm Springs, California provided motherboard with receipts for a 181 item order that included six Snapple cases, five LaCroix cases, and 12 packs of soda. They had to wheel three shopping carts out of Ralph's grocery store and deliver them and earn $12.68 for the job. The customer did not tip. Under the older, more transparent pay model, they would have earned $44.19. See? See? Yeah. When they start fucking with the pay, man, it's it's bullshit. When asked about the new pay model, a spokesperson for SHIP told Motherboard that it could not go into detail about the specific markets where the changes had been rolled out but claimed the pay was constant, if not higher. That's bullshit in the new market. They're lying. See, it's it's the people that are just willing to test how little folks would take. Because for $44, I would go pick up a half dozen cases of soda for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And deliver them to your house? Yeah. But not for $12. I mean, you shouldn't leave your house for $12. No. You should fucking be sitting down in front of your TV until somebody offers you $44. <laughs> right. You know, then I'll fucking get out of my I'll house. Do, yeah, I'll do your grocery shopping. $44? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, wild. So that, that. Yeah, Target, you fucking scumbag company. Uh, these gig apps are... I mean, we gotta fuck... Something's gotta fucking happen. That it's, is it's, another it's thing enough, that, It's keeping people... Pa- it's a pacifier, dude. I know. It's, it, people feel like it's an opportunity. They're like, you know what? I'm just keeping my nose to the grindstone, and I just... I do what I can, and I'm making money. I'm, I'm doing TaskRabbit, or I'm doing, you know, Kroger coupon clipping I mean, or whatever this is, it is. This is where, like, I will say that, like... uh this is the type of thing that like electoralism getting left people in power could either kill the industry or fix it. You know what well, I mean? I think I mean it should be like it should be an industry for sure. I want I someone to it. drive shit to me. Like the greatest thing we've ever made up <laughs> is having people drive shit to you. <laughs> But they should not be, like, having to do crime to make ends meet, right? I did. I paid fucking $8 for a cup of coffee last week. No. What do you mean? they would just bring it to my house. You had a cup? What? (laughs) That's outrageous. I've never had a cup of coffee delivered. One cup of coffee? One. A venti Pike Place roast. (laughs) Wait, a Starbucks coffee. I had him deliver it to my house, and then the receipt came through, and it said eight bucks, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> the coffee shop by my house closes at two now. Okay, so I can't just walk over and grab it, or yeah, I would. I was waiting for they... furniture to be delivered. Okay, and I couldn't leave the house, and they're I said, open. I really want a cup of coffee. They have early hours. They close at two. Yeah, they're, 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 who knows why? That's it's early a ridiculous to time to close. At a coffee shop, especially when the school right across the street lets out at three, that would be a lot of money. Yeah, some money, you know. But uh, yeah, so but I just if Lyft didn't exist in those days when Street Fight wasn't making enough money to pay for me to live, who knows where I end up? You know what I mean? Like it bridged. It was sort of a bridge between, and I could like fluctuate on how much I did it and make decisions based on, you know, how much money I'm c- got coming in from Street Fight, how much money I got coming in there. You know what I mean? What, like it was, it was, uh, uh, it, it really helped me. And I've always said like that, like 
for people like me, for like a person who is like shooting for sort of like a dream job or to be an artist or to be something like that, like these things can like uh, bridge gaps in pay. And uh, it would be great if they weren't so scummy about the way that they have you do it. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if we somehow got a minimum wage on these things, if we somehow figured out, I mean, you know, you get single payer healthcare, then those people will all have health insurance. So that is something that's fixed. But like, if we somehow figure out how to get a minimum wage on these things going, if we somehow figure out how to make this thing more equitable to them, maybe get some of their car stuff paid for, because I don't know how much these apps are making, but they gotta be fucking making some kind of money. I guess Uber yeah, doesn't it, make no it's money. Just, it's so, un yeah, I mean, it's so, it's such an absurd thing because you're right. The apps don't make any money. It's all valuations. It's all weird, you know, insider trading shit that, that makes these an endeavor but it's just gone downhill you know it, it's gone downhill and i don't know how far it can go i don't know if people are desperate enough that they're going to keep doing it i, I don't think they're going to run they're also people willing to do it but at this point it's it has such a bad name uh to it seems like such a bad idea i've i've read i read an article you know a couple of weeks ago in columbus about a, a lyft driver that doesn't he was he, he was pretty good he wrote about how he just doesn't know what to do and at one point, this was like solving things for him, but it's like less and less. And they cha they change the bonuses, they change the achievements, mm -hmm. they change the little perks or whatever it is, and you have to adjust. You're at the mercy of a fucking app. You can't use the bathroom either, right? Like that's a huge thing. Is that like there are restaurants that Uber Eats and that have signs on the bathroom door that say "Don't use the bathroom here if you're Uber Eats or Grubhub," which that person that puts that sign up is a piece of shit yeah garbage human being yeah but like it, it's like there's just so I, I mean i just know that people are working 16 hour days doing this because yeah. i did it you know i would i would uh sleep until 4 p.m and then work until 4 i get up at 4 and work until 4 a.m and it was just like i had to pick my wife up from work so i'd have to you know, she would sometimes be late because I would be all the way across the fucking city and I had to drive and get her. And like, it just, uh, I know that people will always do it. I think that like, we have to like organize in some way so that they can't keep squeezing people. Yeah. Cause the operative word you use there is desperate. And I was very desperate when I was doing it too. And that like they, the people that run these things know that people are quitting their full-time jobs to do this. And they know that once they're stuck and it is the same as a payday advance, like a cycle that I got in for two, three years. It's almost the same fucking exact thing. You can't get out. You well, know, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those write your own paycheck type deals where you believe that, Hey, if I'm out here driving, I'm making money and it's, then it's like, okay, I drive seven days a week now to pay for my lifestyle, which means I can never take a day off. Yeah, yeah. Which means if I uh, stop to go do something for my family, in the back of my mind, I'm feeling guilty for not driving right oh, now. Oh, God. Every sat I wouldn't drive on Saturdays. That was like my thing. I remember uh, the Ohio State-Michigan game was going on on a Saturday and was hanging out with my friends during the game. 
And all I could think about was how much money I wasn't making. Surge pricing. Yeah. And then I, I ended up fucking taking my wife home and then turning the goddamn thing on and making a bunch of money. It's just like, and I also, like, there was this one night where, like, there was this huge ice storm and the prices surged like crazy. Like they were just, and I did, I wouldn't turn the app off. I just kept going. And it's just like, you're picking these fucking people up and you're driving them 10 blocks and making $50 off of them. And it doesn't, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it makes you the bad guy in a way, but yeah. like, it's got to get done. It just, I don't know. I, I hope that like, the word gets out about what life is like for these people more. The people that are doing this are, are, are hardworking people that are like giving their life over to a fucking app and uh, are stuck in like this cycle. And the only fucking thing that's been made about it is Stuber and some articles that left this street. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, we really, I, I really hope that like the word gets out about how these companies are fucking people. And I think yeah, the I people didn't even people, take them. I don't know if people know. I, I, I really don't. Yeah. I don't know if people are even tipping. I think people are some like, oh, they were kind of, I, I think people are, I don't know if people are iffy about tipping on that even. Yeah. I don't think people, I, I think that there are people that tip. But I, do. I drove, I mean, I feel and like I think a lot of people. There were a lot I, of people that didn't. I do you like when I use this stuff. Like I have used Lyft to take my daughter to school, but I like I always tip outrageously, and I'm like, well, just figure out how to make that up later. Yeah, and I use Instacart as well because we only have one car, and so instead of me driving and going grocery shopping during the day, I just pay for an Instacart yeah. sometimes. But I also very I tip very heavily in in cash in person yeah, because I like do don't want them with Instacart. I don't want Instacart to be counting the money, you know. Yeah, Instacart Instacart will just fuck around with your tips. Like but I, I mean, I'll give somebody twenty dollar. Like if I have a twenty dollar bill in my hand, and then I can go on a website and pick all the stuff I want from the grocery store. Like I'll give you a fucking twenty dollar bill right now for that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that. That's yeah. The deal. Thanks for bringing that too. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Right. I mean, th yeah, there's something there. I mean, th there is something there, but uh, I we we really do. The more people, I guess, that spread the word, I don't know if it becomes regular common knowledge that these things are abusive or just you know. I mean, they're just fucking. They're just inhumane. I guess is the thing. They're like machines making decisions, and then the people on the other side of the machines are tasked with making more money and who are you going to do that at the expense of you can't raise the prices at this point because fucking the reason that you're the reason that people use them is because they're cheaper than taxis yeah and that's why they're also not making money because taxis were priced a certain way for a reason yeah because the people got paid <laughs> yeah all right that's the show well thanks for listening to street fight radio we appreciate it this is the basement show we do a call-in show which will happen this sunday night you can uh talk to us on street fight let us know which what's going on in your work life what's going on at you know school uh what's going on wherever you're at i don't know yeah come see us next friday and march 18th in pittsburgh very important uh, yeah, we'll be live in Columbus, Ohio, February 28th. We'll be live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on March 18th. And we're hoping to have a poster and everything up for uh, Hellfire 2 and Florida very soon. Yeah, yeah. Like, probably, Florida's going to get announced next week, I think. Hopefully, if we can yeah. get all the stuff done. Yeah. I, I'm but gonna, the shows are booked. We are going to be in Florida. I promise. 
We got with, a with, with, I can say who's with us. Who's that? If you would like me to. Yeah. Before the announcement. Sure. Jake Flores is going to come down to Florida with us Woo! and run around Florida He's with a us. killer. He's a king. He's great. Tell you the thing, Jake Flores, uh, brought him, I brought him all the way to Columbus, Ohio. I had him perform for all the lovely people in Columbus, including my friends and family. And they all told me how much funnier he is than we are. Oh, God. My brother and, like, everybody was just like, that. now that guy's a fucking professional. Like, he's like, you guys, you guys are, you guys make me chuckle. But he's, like, a real, actually I, funny person. Everybody said that he was, everybody was like, he's a fucking professional. You know, this guy is a comedian. Okay. Yeah, like, now. You guys are podcasts. You guys are good, though. Y'all, no. hey. You know, you guys no. are fine. It's funny, your little... See little spats back and forth. It's so silly, but Jake, like he actually makes me laugh. Uh, yeah, Jake. This guy seems like he writes. <laughs> yeah, like he writes it down on paper and then practices it and does it over and over again. Yeah, Jake is good. He's a killer for sure. So I'm we'll, so happy to have him on the road with us. And yeah, he's a great time. Again, hopefully in the next two weeks. I mean, if you're in Boston and you know. A pl- uh, 100 seat venue and you know the booker you know you could always help us out with this we just got to get boston booked but uh hellfire 2 rides again in the northeast this year it's that happening. you know what that is you know what that is listeners you know what hellfire is it's street fight it's the district sentinel sams and it's the trillbillies and and i think we got tanya this time yeah three she is not afraid to sit in the car with all boys the three t's yeah <laughs> we, we're getting them all this time and uh i mean i'll just in philly new york uh portland maine providence rhode island and boston baby and yes. i think we're coming to dc soon too so keep an eye out for that yeah hopefully doing a michaela wilkes fundraiser in dc we raising them fun we said here's the thing if you're close to columbus and you're doing a fundraiser at this point, I, I think we should say this. If me and Brett aren't on the road already, because we will be on the road a lot, I I I personally, I can't make Brett, I'm not going to make promises for Brett. I will come and do it because I am not canvassing again, but I will raise money if you need me to raise money. All right. Can do. Thanks for listening to Street Fighter Radio. I'm Brett. He's Brian. Peace. Shaking dice with the strippers Throw a six, throw a five, I'm a winner Throw a two, throw a three, I'm a winner That's for Johnny, that's for Barbie, turn me to a killer If her booty fat, we eatin' cootie cat for dinner Heard her baby daddy rap, that nigga used to hit her He play Santa Ana, then we airin' out a sprinter This clip is bananas like Stefani right inside the still I'm off a poppy still, they wanna pop me still The media be on my dick, they wanna cop a feel I go too hard to kill, you know what's they with me I only show the real, still they hate on me Why they hate on me? When you can go and kill a rival Why? Why hate yourself when you can hate the opposition? Why? I do it by myself cause everybody's stingy So-called 
the state, you know it. I only show the real, still they hate on me. Why they hate on me? Excuse me, friend. Do you ever get mad online about politics? No, not really. So your Twitter handle isn't at Dabbing Castro 911 and you didn't just post drink piss to at Joe Biden? Uh, okay, you caught me. Well, good news, friend. You are not alone and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad online as you. Really? Who? Where? District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend.